Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mikhail Gorbachev, one of the most consequential world leaders of the 20th century, has died at 91. This according to Russian state media. Gorbachev was the last leader of the Soviet Union, and he ushered in a new openness from the communist empire that led to the end of the Cold War. There was no love lost between many Russians and Gorbachev. To many of his countrymen, he would always be the man who allowed the great Soviet empire to collapse, exposing millions to hardship and humiliation. But in the West, he was revered and celebrated as a great statesman, a Nobel Peace Prize winner who played a decisive role in ending the Cold War, peacefully diffusing the most dangerous standoff of the 20th century. The old H&H, hardship and humiliation. You hate to be exposed to that. That's what the Russians weren't liking. I mentioned the book Lenin's Ghost earlier. It's the best thing I've ever read on the Soviet Union, and it goes through the whole period of the collapse of the Soviet Union and uh, and after. And, uh, you know, people were excited. So the horrible authoritarian regime is gone. You know, tales of my grandfather being executed by Stalin, blah, 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 blah. And then they all sat there very, very poor and watched various crooks take over the country, and it has become what it has become. So you can understand why they weren't quite thrilled with the way things have turned out. But, yeah, you create a power vacuum. What rushes in is often really spicy. Yeah, but there has been a lot of very positive coverage of Gorbachev with his dying yesterday, and I was watching the different newscasts and everything like that. I was watching 
MSNBC this morning, and just a lot of, um, you know, he was the George Washington of his country. They didn't say that. I mean, it was just, but it was that kind of level of, you know, adoration. And we, there's just, there's a tendency to do that when people die, isn't there? Whether they're, they're sure. a guitar player or a politician or whatever they were, we, 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 first, is that just a way, you know, you do that, you've been to funerals where they do that, where you just you go a little further than normal with how great this person was. Well, is you sanctify a, him. Is sure. that just a human nature thing? We feel like, ah, eh, you know, they're dead now, so let's bygones be bygones. Let's say really nice things about old Jim here, even though we all know he could be a real bastard sometimes, but. Yeah, I think part of it has to do with, and uh, I'm uncomfortable even getting into this, but the psychology of we're praying they do that for us when we go. Oh, really? You think that's what it is? Sure, that's part of it. Really? Yeah. I'd never thought of that. I suppose yeah. subconsciously that could be going on. So we'll overlook all the flaws of this person laying here in this box here at the funeral and say really nice things about him, and then maybe y'all do the same when I die. And I'd if nev- I'm next, yeah. yeah. I never thought of that before. Or you could have, like, uh, all right, let's take 15 minutes to talk about how stupid and selfish he could be. Who wants to go first? Whoa, whoa, not everybody at once. You know, it'd be a different thing. <laughs> so I mentioned, um, have, having read a lot about it, I'm a, kind of a freak for the Soviet Union and, and Russia. I don't know why. I just, I don't know why. But um, <laughs> Fellow traveler, Pinko, that's why. Huh? I've been super into it. I've read a lot about it. And I always saw Gorbachev as, as a lot more complicated than some of the tributes that are pouring out over the last 18 hours. And I never could figure out exactly what he wanted or where he stood, because he had a lot of contradictory moves and statements over the years. And I always felt like he kind of got on a ride he couldn't get off of when he wanted to or something like that. Oh, yeah. um, but then I've also thought, you know, he didn't turn the machine guns on all those college kids. Some of them were my friends that were on the wall there in Berlin, chopping down the wall back in 89. Uh, so with that backdrop, this. So I uh, saw Tim Sandifer's tweet last night after Gorbachev died, and he tweeted out, Former Soviet dictator Gorbachev has died. Relative to his sanguinary predecessors, he was a slightly less brutal tyrant, so good for him, I guess. And I thought, well, that's a little, <laughs> uh, you know, less than heroic in terms of looking at the guy. And I think you went a little too stingy with the credit there, Tim. Maybe but, you went uh, a little okay. too far there, Tim. But then I'm looking at this from Gary Kasparov. So former world chess champ, which he'd probably rather you didn't even bring up at this point because he's really a, a uh, pro-Russian activist that wants to get his country out from under the thumb of dictators, including now with Putin. But Gary Kasparov tweeted out this from one of the books he uh, wrote years ago. Uh, Gorbachev's desperate attempts to preserve socialism and the Soviet Union eventually failed utterly, turning him into an accidental hero in the West. I won't even give him the minimal credit some offer for not sending in the proverbial tanks to crush the anti-communist uprisings that were taking place all across the Soviet bloc, especially since Gorbachev did send in military to Latvia and Lithuania, where he believed he could get away with it. He was hardly a risk taker where his own neck was concerned and didn't want to end up like the Romanian communist dictator Nicolae uh, Cusco, who's Ceausescu. Ch- yeah. I wrote rapi- like a 30 page p- paper on him once. I, on, can, I can never pronounce any of these people's names. Whose yeah, rapid yeah. overthrow and execution in December 1989 was still fresh in everyone's mind. So uh, Kasparov is going with the. Kind of what I was saying. He got on a ride. He needed. They need to. He realized they needed to reform Gorbachev. He grew up in the Soviet system. Um, he was in his thirties when they crushed the uprisings in you know, Hungary and Czechoslovakia. He was in the Communist Party there. Rose up through the. But he saw how much corruption was, 
and everything and thought, well, this doesn't work. This can't last. We need to fix this somehow. But then I think he got on a ride he couldn't get off. And then Kasparov believes there. Then he thought, well, as this is falling apart, I better be on the right side of this or I'm going to end up hung by my feet. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? And and not just like to stretch out his back either. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I uh, yes, it's a complicated story, obviously. But yeah, I picture Gorbachev as a guy who was uh, appointed the head of a crumbling system. He tried to figure out how to prevent it from crumbling. When it kept crumbling and it like actually started to fall apart. He wrote it down, shouting, "We must take this apart." <laughs> and um, and so that Kasparov thought that he doesn't even give him credit for not sending in the tanks. Uh, he would know better than me. I, I'm not going to call Gary Kasparov wrong. Um, you know, at every moment he had choices to make, and he frequently made choices that resulted in less death and horror. Um, whether that was to save his own skin or not, again, Kasparov's a better judge than me. Plenty of dictators, though, don't do that, whether it's uh, Huzits in Libya or uh, Saddam Hussein in Iraq or whoever. They ride it into the ground, man. They don't all of a sudden decide to reform, reform, let's become a democracy and try to get on the other side of it. They go ahead and take it to the end. And Gorbachev didn't, which is a good thing, I would think. Yeah, maybe he felt like he couldn't. And again, it, it's like that saying you brought to us, which has become one of my favorites of all time. Tell me which direction the people were going. I will get in front of them, for I am their leader. <laughs> right. I think he was doing some of that. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was some of that there. But if he um, had not resigned after the attempted coup there, which led to Yeltsin being in charge of the president of Russia, because the Soviet Union, if he had not resigned, there, there probably would have been a civil war. Except for each side had been armed with nuclear weapons. If you can imagine that. No. Oh, could have been just a... Could have been the end of the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting, though, that he's thought of as a bit of a villain in Russia. Putin was respectful. He waited many hours, then issued a, uh, conciliar, a consolation telegram as if it was to the family. That Mikhail Gorbachev uh, passed away. It's a sad day. We we give our uh, our sympathies to the family. Oh, I mean, it, it was very ahistorical. I guarantee you, Putin has a loathing in his heart for Gorbachev that, like, oh, he yeah. he can't hardly sleep at night. He hates him so much. Well, and Gorbachev hated Putin too. Sure, uh, according to some reports, he despised what he was doing to to Russia. But, you know, as I I pointed out earlier, and the undercurrent of all this is you can't take a people and a civilization, an ancient civilization, that has never had self-rule and say, all right, here's how it works. You form up a couple of houses of parliament. You put one guy on top of it, but they can get rid of him. In the courts, they can get rid of either one of them. You keep them independent, then everybody goes and votes. And Russia's like, yeah, okay, all right. And the mobsters ran in and took... You know, control of 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 the uh, arsenal and the money and the rest of it, and the industries and stuff, and and we see how that ended up. It might take two hundred and fifty years for Russia to have meaningful self rule if well, it ever happens. Uh, as usual, we try to offer you a uh, you know a slightly different take than what everybody else is offering. So there you go. There's different views of Gorbachev as opposed to all the super lionizing. He is the Winston Churchill of Russia sort of coverage that is happening over the last however many hours. Well, a lot of it's fairly basic human psychology, too, that he had choices to make and when he would make choices that that benefited, you could say, world peace. 
away from nuclear conflagration or toward, you know, reconciliation with the West so we didn't have to spend ourselves into oblivion in the Cold War anymore. He was rewarded for that. He was praised for that. He was lionized for that. Um, that's not a surprise. Self-interest sure. makes the world go round. He could have started a war like dictators often do when things are falling apart. He could have started a war with the West somehow to try to, you know, become a hero to his country. And get that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not as far down the road as Tim is on. So that's good, I guess, <laughs> which is excellent snark. But um, yeah. yeah, enough with the. Uh, he was a freaking commie his whole life. There's that. Friggin' commies. Friggin' commies. It's a friggin' communism. Again, we're going to have full team coverage on Leonardo DiCaprio and his girlfriend breaking up after four years. She turned 25, and I think he just decided, I can't date a hag. She's 25. (laughs) I started dating her when she was 21. Right, right. He's almost 50, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to decide where to go next. I mean, you got uh, you got your your crime report, crime surging in the streets. We all know that. Uh, not so green energy report. Got that going back to yesterday's theme. A certain Hollywood star who's constantly caterwauling about the environment and carbon and the rest of it is a selfish mother hunka. Well. You're kind of doing an unofficial poll. Did you want to get into the results of that? Oh, right. Yeah, that's, there's I'm something in, else. I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, I asked uh, you folks, uh, in terms of the Mar-a-Lago search and seizure and what the uh, Justice Department has put out, and we can reset that, maybe segment three, um, and I asked, do you believe that the FBI would ab- would actually fabricate entirely this uh, classified documents thing? Just make it up to bring Trump down. I mean, step so far outside their ethical bounds, they would be committing many, many felonies. And so how do you want uh, people to weigh in on this poll? You want them to show a hands right now, or how do you? Uh, email us, mailbag at armstrongyegetty.com. If you want to just say yes or, or no or, or throw in some detail, go ahead. Uh, mailbag at armstrongyegetty.com. I guess a show of hands really wouldn't work. Not well, no. So, yeah, we'll get to that coming up a little bit later. Text line 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've jumped off a lot of roofs when I was growing up. When you get older, a lot of people think you should go sit on a chair and rock and rock and rock. And and, uh, a lot of them don't realize that you need to keep moving. Life is short and to find that you have something that you want to do, you should make an effort to do it. No matter how much people look at you and think you're crazy. There you go. There's a 93-year-old woman with a little advice uh, as she prepares to jump out of an airplane. She was getting ready to skydive, saying you got to keep doing stuff. And she said, life is short and getting shorter. Headline today, life expectancy in America dropped in two years, the most it has dropped in a hundred years. Moving down. Most, <laughs> hmm. Mostly in the modern world, life expectancy has been going up, obviously, with uh, health care and diet and all kinds of different things getting us to live longer, but it's gone backwards for two years more than it has in a century. Three-year drop during the pandemic. 
So uh, life expectancy overall dropped from 76 to 76, down from 77 a year ago, and almost 79 in 2019, as Joe said. But it's more pronounced for men, which is interesting. The drop in life expectancy for men dropped from 76.3 to 73 in 2021. So wow. you get down in the, that low in the 70s, you're getting close to the 60s. That's a little too close to you die in your late 60s on average, which seems crazy. Now, the well, ladies, you know why it was worse for men? During the pandemic, everybody's home and they're... You never take me out anymore. That sort of thing. Yeah. I kid. I kid. I don't. <laughs> for females, life expectancy <laughs> fell from about eighty-one point four. The ladies live a, a fair amount more to just lady, under, lady, lady. To just wow, to just under <laughs> eighty years of age. Hey, that old cat's on borrowed time, huh? Am I wrong? Come on. Yeah. So I'm sorry. From eighty-one to eighty, you said I was making my idiotic jokes and but, not paying attention. Well, but yeah. But listen to this: the drop in life expectancy also more pronounced among American Indians and Alaskan natives. Males in this group saw a 7.1-year drop in life expectancy in two years. Seven! Wow. So, as we pointed out earlier, and once again, we are on the cutting edge of telling you things other people aren't telling you, even if they're obvious. Um, We were headed the wrong direction with life expectancy before the pandemic. The opioid epidemic, the deaths of despair. Remember talking about that? All the people that were dying from drug overdoses and suicides and everything like that. It was. It was that was sh- before the pandemic, right? Oh. Right. So, oof. That that's what needs to be addressed. The pandemic is ending, and will go away. But the whole deaths of despair. I don't know about that. In fact, if anything, it's probably gotten worse. The uh, Native Americans and Alaskan Natives uh, life expectancy, 65, which is on par with all Americans, interestingly enough, in 1944. Well, wait a second. World War II was still going on. Does that include casualties from World War II? I don't know. My mom always talks about how when she was a kid, people in their 60s sat in a rocking chair on a porch. That's all they did if you're in your Mm -hmm. mid-60s. Nobody expected anything out of life past 60 really which is crazy now obviously it seems mm-hmm. seems nuts well and the whole 60 is the new 40 slogan became a cliche but uh there's a lot of truth to it and 40 is the new what well in my experience uh 40 is the new like 25 yeah where yeah. people finally realize oh you know i probably ought to act like an adult and maybe have a kid or something move out of my parents house <laughs> yeah <laughs> so is 80 yeah. the new 60 Pr- prior to this drone this, the, the more you get into it, the less it's uh, worth getting into it. Is, is brown new do black? Uh, how far does this? <laughs> it, right, exactly. If you know. if you can't listen to the whole four hour show, and it is a four hour show, um, and you want to, you can get a podcast car- called Armstrong and Getty on demand. You should subscribe, and that way you'll see it pop up wherever you get your podcasts every day. Yeah, Apple Podcasts or iHeart uh, Radio app or whatever, wherever you grab podcasts, it's available. And again, subscribe so it downloads immediately. You don't have to mess with it every day. It's a lot easier. It's called Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Joe put out a great poll question. If you haven't heard that, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. That reasoning is so bad. It's so dopey. I, I just I feel exhausted even summoning up the energy to refute it. The idea that the government forgiving private debts is equivalent to letting people keep their own money and lowering the rate of taxation. What are you talking about, you dimwit? Anyway, still haven't seen any polling on what people think of that, but uh, as soon as we get that, we'll let you know. Joe's got his own poll, though. We do. We have our own internal polling organization called Joe Asks a Question and He Looks at Emails. Welcome to Joe's Snap Poll. <laughs> we have the theme music. <laughs> Which polls? All of them. Okay. There you go. <laughs> That's good. So we were talking about the uh, Mar-a-Lago raid. Oh, and once we get past the uh, the nitty, the gritty, the serious discussion, I've got some really good salacious stuff for you. Because <laughs> cool. there was some breaking news in the last 24 hours in the whole Mar-a-Lago thing is they put out a picture. The Justice Department put out a picture of uh, a whole bunch of the documents they got there at Mar-a-Lago. And 
Looks like a whole bunch of stuff labeled secret and super-duper secret and double-secret probation and all that sort of stuff. Right, and a number of serious publications, including uh, some which are absolutely not liberal uh, and are, generally speaking, fairly fair to Trump, have said, yeah, it's obviously about obstruction of justice. The Justice Department's laid out how over the course of months and months they were saying we need to have these documents back. It's dangerous. you got to give them. And and it appears that uh, Trump's people denied having stuff that they ended up having, allegedly. And so uh, we asked the question, do you think the FBI would just flat make stuff up? Just plant documents. Bring them with them and say, look what I found. Uh, I mean, just way, way, way beyond leaving out the fact that Carter Page was indeed a CIA uh, asset or informant. Because they did do that, which is right. a lot further down the road than I would like the FBI to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's not, you know, complete fabrication. So we asked, would you believe that they would do that? Um, and uh, and And mostly, the way I phrased it earlier, it was, do you believe it? Yes, uh, not yes or no. So there are more yeses than nos, but I'm just going to go through. There's so many. They came in a flood. Um, let's uh, Maybe I'll start over here with the ones I compiled. Then we got so many, I just stopped compiling them. Uh, he said, dripping with sarcasm, oh, there's no chance. The FBI was founded by one of the most corrupt people in U.S. history, J. Edgar Hoover. Still has his name on the building, uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm not sure that proves anything, but I see your point. Uh, Dave, retired federal agent, said, just like everything the Democrats do, they have probably found an absolute minute sliver of truth and run with it, always keeping plausible deniability. It's exactly what we see on the surface and serve to tie Trump up legally through the election. So he's saying sliver of truth, maybe inflating it and running with it. Stuart helpfully says, respected the eye of, uh, I'm sorry, respected the FBI of Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., came to distrust the FBI of the X-Files, now hold in complete disgust and contempt the FBI of the 21st century. Not sure those TV references are helpful, sir, but. <laughs> it's entertaining, uh, though. <clears throat> Stacy says, love you guys. Yes, I do believe that the FBI is involved with trying to take Trump down. I also believe that they are being advised to do so from the swamp. Have a great day. You too. Uh, Justin. A longtime friend of Armstrong and Getty. Good to hear from him. I believe the raid was to get Trump in the news and keep him there. As long as we're talking about Trump, we're not talking about the economy, inflation, southern border, junkies and bums, urban decay, COVID and masking failures, Green New Deal failures, BLM, leftist racism, et cetera, et cetera. That is one of the better takes that I've heard in the last couple of weeks, because there is no doubt that the only topic in America politically going on was the economy, inflation, and gas prices. Well, gas has been going down, but all the other stuff. And uh, then it was Trump, 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 Trump after the raid. Got it it back to being Trump being the story, and you get to run against Trump as opposed to run against the inflation situation. You're on record, yeah, yeah. And by the way, uh, retweets do not equal endorsements. I'm just reading all of them. Uh, Let's see, Jim writes, yes. Let me read one text just because this is earthy, people. If you can't handle Earthy, maybe switch over to your music radio for you know hot house fly, hot house flyers like yourself. This is Earthy. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Come on, Joe. Still trusting the FBI at this point? How about you hope in one hand and S in the other, and tell us which one fills up faster? <laughs> I'm not, not familiar with that expression. <laughs> That's a great expression. <laughs> People matter. That's right, Johnny. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Hope in one hand and poop in the other and see what fills up faster. <laughs> that is earthy. 
Let's see. Jim writes, yes, I believe the FBI made everything up because the FBI is more than a Gestapo now. Oh, it's nothing more than a Gestapo now. They are not law enforcement anymore. They're enforcers for the Biden crime family. That's all they are. Shame. Shame. Well, okay. Oh, let's see. Uh, The FBI will do anything they think they can get away with. This exercise is part of pretending Trump wasn't ever president. Each president goes through the same process of what he keeps or returns. Only Trump is taking too long. No right or courtesy extended to former presidents will be allowed for him. I don't know that that's true, but uh, that's Eileen's opinion. Yes, I believe that the FBI would create docs and falsify them to get to Trump. This is the same agency that falsified a FISA warrant. Uh, Same people who lied and provided fake docs in the Russia collusion hoax. Same people who turned their backs on the gymnasts and let Larry Nassar continue to molest them. Um, You know where I get on some of this stuff, on a lot of the conspiracies that happen, is... uh, if we are at a point where the FBI would just wholesale fake something like this up, we're so doomed there's no point in even caring. Well, we need a huge house cleaning, that's for sure. Oh, my God, I don't think you could fix it if we were that far down the road. Yeah, yeah, well, I do want to see a lot of guys doing the perp walk. Uh, so uh, a couple more emails and then the salacious uh, alleged document that Trump was holding on to about the sex life of Emmanuel Macron. Hot, hot French loving. Now, I could see him holding on to that one because it would just be funny to show to people. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I could totally see Trump doing that. Uh, but first, this word from our friends at Simply... Uh, I'm sorry, from HelloFresh. HelloFresh, such a big fan of HelloFresh. Judy and I once again had a delicious HelloFresh dinner last night. It was a super tender pork tenderloin with a delicious savory sauce, some uh, nice diced potatoes and uh, green beans. It's always something different. It's always delicious. It's delivered to you pre-measured. You just do the prep and you have a great dinner. Cheaper than the grocery store. Also, 25% cheaper than getting takeout. Hello Fresh, and it's perfect for so many different situations. Like Joe's talking about, you know, he's an empty nester, so they want to cook for two people. I got the other situation where I'm a single parent, got a couple of kids last night, working all day, schoolwork, stuff like that. I don't have time to deal with that, and I don't know how to cook. Lots of different situations where Hello Fresh is perfect for you. Yep, they even have family baking fun for you. Get 16 free meals across seven boxes. Use the code Armstrong16 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong16. That's code Armstrong16 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong16. Uh, we even got this for my dad uh, because he's cooking for one. He packages one of the servings up. It's for two people or six, whatever you need. HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong16. You're going to love it. All right, so uh, a couple more emails. Yeah, I believe they can make up false information documents to go after Trump after what they did with the Pfizer, oh, the FISA warrant, uh, what they did to block the release, lack of investigation into Hillary Hunter's laptop. Would I trust them? And I worked in law enforcement for 30 years. Man, this would be a heck of a thing if this is what ends up bringing Trump down. It reminds me of Nixon, not to equate Trump and Nixon, but... Nixon, all the different things that he did or, or nearly did over all the years, and he ruins his presidency by tapping a phone when he was going to win in a landslide anyway? I mean, what the hell? And then this one. So Trump escapes a couple of impeachments and all the different things they tried to get him for, many of, many of them things he didn't do, and you end up leaving a bunch of boxes a top secret stuff laying around for no good reason i mean that that's it that would just seem such a 
a banal end to the whole ride. Why did he have yeah. that stuff laying around? If if you believe this story, why did he have all this stuff laying around like he did? I get the memorabilia, and he wanted the picture of him and Kim Jong-un, but it sounds like he had lots of boxes of other stuff. Why didn't they just give it back? I just think that's the way Trump operates, uh, and and I'm not with you. I don't think they made this whole thing up, but if I'm wrong, I will say I am wrong loud and proud on the air. You will hear it out of my lips. Um, I just think Trump's history in business, uh, just his whole life, is I have something you want. We're going to work out a deal, but I'm not going to give it to you. So I think he's just dragging his feet. Litigate everything. That's the Trump way of doing business. Litigate everything. I was listening to an interesting conversation of who do you think this benefits at this point? Because there was some conventional thinking that when the raid happened, this helps Trump. That's what I thought, too. You you mm-hmm. think you did Trump harm? I think this helps Trump. But now as it drags out, is it going to remind people who were exhausted by Trump, which I know is not everybody, but that is a chunk of America, who are just like, sure. it's always something. You know, like, remember the Clintons? That's what that would exhaust a lot of people on the Clintons. There's always some story going on. It's just like enough. Yes, um, yes, yes. And uh, did did, uh, did the raid cause Trump to be in the news every day where once again people are just thinking, okay, another Trump story? I don't know. I don't know how it ultimately turns out. We got a handful of emails that said no, no way as well. Uh, for instance, this one, uh, a planned, coordinated, coordinated, nefarious plot to frame Trump. No way. It could never be kept secret. If nothing else, there would be whistleblowers, individuals committing illegal or unethical acts. Yeah, but that doesn't explain what we're seeing. Uh, the, thing, the, the problem with that take, though, is the choice isn't fabricate the whole thing or fabricate none of it. What if he had all this different stuff and you slide in just one document that tips the scales that's too much? That's all it would take. One piece of paper, right? Right. Like I've come to believe about the OJ thing. The LAPD framed the guy who did it. Uh, so that's that's possible. So uh, thanks for your uh, notes. Uh, well, let's see this note. Wow, you have a lot of conspiracy theory, theorist idiot listeners, writes Jeff. Um, okay. All right, that's that's what your mom told me. <laughs> <laughs> really? What was the context? I was lying in bed with her. Oh, my. Shocking. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> allegedly, Trump bragged he had intelligence on Emmanuel Macron's sex life. The FBI seized a document with, quote, info on the French president during the Mar-a-Lago raid and has officials in both countries hunting for answers. So Macron. A hot, hot document coming up. So Macron's the one that married his teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hot for teacher, Van Halen, 1984. <laughs> gotcha. So cool, we'll have that tawdry, world leader, hot, steamy story for you next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Did you see the new pictures of the Titanic that came out yesterday? I don't know why people I did not. continue to be interested in the Titanic, but the new spectacular pictures of the Titanic, it looks, looks exactly like it does in the movie, only it's at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> and did you see the new Spanish Stonehenge that showed up yesterday? Because of the drought conditions, water receding, and that sort of thing, they found a Spanish Stonehenge. It looks like Stonehenge, only it's smaller and also ancient, and people are wondering, what the hell? That's a long way from England. Who did this and why? It's pretty interesting. Wow. So maybe it was the craze back in the day, including in Spain, but they put it on low ground. That was their first mistake. So speaking of European countries, I guess for a while now, Trump has told confidants and buddies that he has some really interesting information on Macron's sex life. The uh, the president of France, Emmanuel Macron. Um, on the FBI's list of documents seized from Mar-a-Lago, item 1A is listed solely as Info Re-President of France, with no further description. It's not clear what this document is and if it has anything to do with Macron's sex life, but evidently it's causing what is described as a transatlantic freakout, according to sources similar with the situation. Uh, Trump's prior talk about Macron's allegedly, quote-unquote, naughty ways that not very many people know have intensified those concerns. Both French and U.S. officials worked to try to figure out precisely what Trump had on Macron and France's government and if any of it was sensitive in nature. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, Oh, here it is. Uh, In his musings uh, on Macron's alleged indiscretions, Trump was light on details and specifics, according to the sources. And as a notorious gossip peddler for decades, it's difficult to know if any of what he said is grounded in reality. Quote, it is often hard to tell if he's bullessing or not. Really? (laughs) Wow. 
<laughs> I wonder if uh, Macron's a naughty, naughty boy. And Trump has, like, uh, you know, uh, what are the uh, electronic intelligence captures of it? That'd be funny. I don't know how this story ends. I just want it to end. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to say, we all we got a few more emails that were very surprised and troubled by the number of people saying, yes, of course, the FBI would make it up completely, just completely. Uh, the questions or the answers to your poll are making me depressed. The Trump supporters really are cult members at this point. My party is destroying itself at a time when the Dems are so weak, the GOP should be absolutely dominant. Well, different points of view, my friends. Then they're all welcome here. Yeah, um, I uh, I want this story to go away, but I, I think it's going to be around for quite a while. F- certainly through November, right? The uh, the election, there will be no figuring it out by then. And I don't know. Anywho, uh, so what does it cost taxpayers in Texas to ship all those illegals to New York? So far, twelve million dollars, according to a report. That just came out. And uh, some people pointing to that as to what a failed policy that is and how uncool it is for the taxpayers of Texas. I find it hard to believe that most Texas taxpayers agree that $12 million is a big deal with the billions of dollars that I'm sure they're spending on dealing with illegal immigration over the many years. Well, if you have a 1,000 illegal immigrants... And you spend $1,000 each on them, fooding, feeding, clothing, educating, etc., medicating. That's a million dollars. So that would be 12,000 immigrants that you're spending $1,000 each on, right? Uh, There are 12,000 coming over like every week, every single freaking week. So please, $12 million? Ugh. Maybe next hour, hour four, we'll get to the uh, Washington Post opinion piece on how artificial intelligence may end humankind, because that's pretty Hmm. interesting. It could have been our lead story, really, the end of humankind. Could have been, yeah. We had a story yesterday about a big uh, uh, truck turnover where tomato sauce went all over the place. It had the picture. It looked like a gruesome crime scene. looked like a Game of Thrones, something or other. Oh, by the way, um, somebody who's a who I know who's a Game of Thrones fan and is watching House of Dragon said episode two of House of Dragon was like season four of Game of Thrones. Good. Oh, really? So mm. you know, I I don't watch either, but if you're haven't dipped your toe into House of Dragon, maybe do that. I don't have time for this nonsense. I'm a man of uh, many responsibilities, but. I'm watching uh, The Old Man with Jeff Bridges. It's like a CIA spy thriller thing. It's really good. Judy and I are loving it. We watched Iron Man the other night, my son and I. The original Iron Man, which I had not seen, with Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Bridges oh. as the ultimately bad guy. Spoiler alert. Heavy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's good in everything. Uh, but I mentioned a tomato truck spilled over, and then there was some other honey truck or something filled over. Now I got this one, Alfredo sauce. Giant truckload of Alfredo sauce all over Interstate 55 near Memphis, Tennessee on a hot day. That had to be the grossest one so far. Imagine the road covered six inches deep in Alfredo sauce on a hot, muggy day. Ew. You don't go down there with some linguine. You're a fool. Just saying. 
So a yeah. lot of good stuff coming up next hour. But if you you can't get the next hour, you ever miss the Armstrong and Getty show, you you got to throw yourself into a volcano in despair because there's nothing you can do. Podcast. You can listen to the whole thing in the podcast at your leisure, whenever you want, wherever you want. Subscribing is the key. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Make sure you subscribe because that's what I do with podcasts. That's why the latest episode just automatically shows up in your, your queue there. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. Armstrong and Getty. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 